Hey, this is LaToya with Clueless Attempts, a podcast of a normal girl's clueless attempts at fitness, nutrition, relationships, and life's everyday struggles. I'm by no means nutritionist or a doctor, but I am a personal trainer. So listen up because we need to talk. You can either get ready or change the channel. Hey guys, so today's Clueless Attempts is Clueless Attempts at Job versus Career. The difference. How I didn't even realize the difference between the two until I finally got a career and I realized, man, I think I've been having jobs my whole life. So, you know, the definition, or at least my definition of a job, is something that you do that makes money, something that you do that that you need to make ends meet. And that gives that gives way to your everyday needs, shelter, food, etc., things like that. A career is something that I believe that you use your education and experience on. It gives you passion, fulfillment outside of the basic needs that a job can give you, like food, shelter, everyday needs, like I said before. And it gives you a personal satisfaction as well as something that you kind of invest your time and energy to. I mean, I know you do that in jobs, but it's it's just a different animal. And a plan, a place that you plan to stay long term. Now, jobs can end up turning into something long term, but at the end of the day, they're still jobs. So I can kind of give some background on where I started as far as jobs and where it kind of changed to a career. So my first job was McDonald's. So when I graduated high school, I had to to pay for books because I only got a I got a partial scholarship. I got a scholarship for academics and I got a scholarship for tennis and volleyball, but it still wasn't enough to, you know, pay for school cuz even in 2001, college was extremely expensive and it just gets more expensive as the years progress. So, my dad was like, "Look, you need to get a job. We didn't for we didn't you didn't have to work in high school, which I'm truly blessed about because there are some less fortunate people out there that do have to work in high school. And then there's some that choose to work in high school. And me, I did not have to do that. And I thank my parents every day. And I was blessed to not have to do that. And for those that do have to work, and that are listening to this shout out big ups, keep pushing, keep making that money, keep doing what you do best. And it will hopefully one day just get better, especially if you listen to what I have to talk about as far as jobs versus career and maybe it might motivate you to make a change to do the things that you need to do to get to where you want to go so back to my first job at mcdonald's i show up i apply and i get the job on the spot um at least back then working at mcdonald's was fairly easy to get into uh it wasn't any problems getting into it so i worked during the summer save up some money so i could at least pay for my books now in college, I worked. I also, I mean, I worked because of my own doing. And that was because my grades were really crappy. My first semester of college and my parents, well, my dad threatened to bring me back home. I went to school in a small town in Kansas. Shout out Bethany College. Um, and when I, when I showed him my grades, he's like, I'm not paying for you to go to college and not do well. So you're coming home. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to come home. He said, okay, fine. I'm not paying. So what I had to do because I wanted to stay was work. So I was going to school, playing tennis. 
I decided not to play volleyball, play tennis, and I uh, worked as well at the McDonald's that was there. And then later I worked into the, in the student student lounge student center. But anyway, once I graduated college, I realized uh, my degree is in biology and forensic science. So I wanted to go into crime scene investigations, but it didn't really work out like that at all. So I get back from college and I go back to work at McDonald's because that was basically every summer I was able to just go back and pick up right where I left off. I had no issues. So when I graduated college, I did the same and I was offered a position to be a manager, store manager and I realized that that was something that I just didn't want to do. My degree wasn't in business, so I had no want or need to ultimately own a McDonald's. That just wasn't my path or my goal. So I went and found a job, I believe, uh, at a telemarketing place. And that was horrendous. It was horrible. So I went and searched after that. Uh, I lasted maybe a week. I went and searched for another job. And I believe at that point I worked at a durable medical equipment company. So these are jobs because they are means to an end and they provide a basic need, which is food, shelter, uh, clothes, things that, and I won't even say need because at this point these are wants, other things that I wanted, which are nicer shoes and nicer clothes and things like that. So these are, like I said, these are still jobs And after that, when I was working at a durable medical equipment company, my mom calls me and tells me there's this big job opening that's starting at $13 an hour. Mind you, this was in uh, maybe 2007 and $13 an hour was a big deal back then. A big deal. And I was like, holy crap, because I think I might have been making nine or ten dollars at the durable medical equipment company. I can't remember. But back then, you got to understand that is that was the top of the top. And I was like, okay, great. This place, this new company was opening up and it was a um, kind of like Medicare, but you dealing with claims that people had gotten to accidents or different things. And Medicare was trying to recoup that money because they won settlements or they also had to pay back the insurance for that because if they, like I said, if they want settlements, but that's either neither here nor there. That's me kind of getting to the details of that job, but it was not bad. I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed my time there. I joy, I learned a lot when it comes to about insurance, when it comes to about when it comes to aging, when it comes to accidents, when it comes to suing people and having to pay back insurance companies if you get money from settlements. So I can't say it was time completely wasted. But during that time, I decided to take a couple classes and try to get my master's in forensic science. Uh, fast forward, that did not work out. I got my master's in criminal justice. But either way, at the time, I was taking a couple classes to get that. So when I was working there and trying to do that and, and study and take a, a master's degree classes, because my ultimate goal was to become, become a crime scene investigator. And I have to say, that is one thing that I never gave up on. And I say that to you guys, because if you have something that you truly love, and especially if something that you went to college for and got a degree and actually like your degree, you just didn't want to get that degree just to get it to make everyone happy. But you got it because it's something that you loved. Don't forget about it. Don't lose that passion and that drive to get it. Did I get a crime scene investigation job? Spoiler alert, I did. 
But did it happen fast? Oh, no, it did not. It did not happen fast at all. So when I was studying, I decided to work in a laboratory because I figured this is going to get me closer to crime scene investigation. And I did. I worked in the laboratory for a few years, um, Part some of it as a part-time job. Uh, at one point, I was working two full-time jobs, which is crazy. But I was trying to do that to get the experience that I needed because I wanted to be a crime scene investigator. After that, I decided to work at a jail. So I worked at a jail for, I don't even know, maybe a couple years, maybe a year. I can't remember. But at that time, I was still applying for, I was applying for law enforcement positions. I was applying for the Border Patrol. I was applying for any and everything that I could get my foot in the door to become a crime scene investigator. And I have to say, finally, all that work paid off when I was, I believe I got that job in 2012. I would literally have to go back and look at my resume. But I finally was given the opportunity and I joined the Midwest City Police Department and I was a crime scene investigator. So that was ultimately the goal, the dream that became the career. And I have to say, I was extremely and still extremely passionate about that job. It gives me happiness. It fulfills me. It brings me joy. I talk about it to this day. I talk, I mean, I still watch first 48. I don't never, I never watch CSI Miami because if you know anything about any career that you're in or anything that you love that you studied, you know, watching those shows that are inaccurate, all it's going to do is upset you. I know lawyers who can't stand law and order because they have all these things to say and they're horrible to watch it with because they're like, that's not true. That doesn't really happen. And I'm the same way when it comes to CSI. I'm like, nothing goes that fast. I wish we had this technology. If they do, it's some in dark, deep, dark laboratory for the federal government or some sort of black program that I know nothing about that has this type of equipment. But I know for sure, at least the local police departments do not. They have a lot of things that are at hand. And First 48, anything on ID is pretty, uh, forensic files one and two, whoop, have, are pretty, well, they're accurate into, in everything that happens, the process, how long it takes, anything like that. Because in reality, nothing is quick. DNA technology is not quick. If you think that it is, you're highly mistaken. But you know, I, I that's going to be another, I think that's another thing to talk about my time as being a crime scene investigator and people's misconceptions of doing that job. But back to, or during that career, that was my career. So back to that, I, after that, I did that for four years and I went into, ultimately things didn't quite work out and I decided to leave and I became a program manager slash project manager. Now for me, that was never part of my plan. And I ended up having to kind of divert into what I thought a new, especially now that I'm older, because if you look in certain fields, you can only go up to 37. And after that, you're cut out because they kind of force you to retire from the field in 20 years. So I kind of had to navigate and make the best out of my situations. And I know a lot of you have to do that, especially if you are in a job and this job to this, to other people, this might be a career. Ultimately it's for me, it's going to be a job that will probably turn into a career. 
only because it's something that I knew nothing about and something that over time in certain situations, I grew to like about it. And that's one of the, you know, that's when I talk about different lessons learned that I had to find something that I loved about my current job being a program manager, whether it's the people, which every year I have enjoyed the offices that I've been in and the people. Now I've come across a couple people that we don't necessarily see eye to eye, but for the most part, I enjoy the people that I'm around. So that is a plus. And I also had to look at the different tasks that I had to do and find find happiness or find some sort of joy and passion in those particular tasks, even though I didn't know what I was doing. And even to this day, I'm not sure I've been doing it for three years and or going on four years, actually next month. I still don't quite know what I'm doing. And honestly, if you talk about talk to other project managers or program managers, we kind of just go. We hope for the best, but we do at least what we believe is logical to get what we need to get across when it comes to managing people, managing contractors, managing uh, situations, risk, things like that. So I enjoy leading. I enjoy being a boss. I'm not going to lie and sit here and say that I don't like being in control because I do. When I looked up and applied for being a program manager, I thought, man, because I've always wanted to be a boss. Even when I was in crime scene investigator, I wanted to be a boss. I wanted to lead and be a director or of whatever I decided to do when it comes to that, because forensics has a whole group of different fields. But as a program manager or a project manager, I wanted to be in charge. And that is kind of my main, I hate to say it, but that's kind of my main drive is to lead people, to teach people and to run some stuff because I do like money, but I don't get paid a whole lot. But I do like power, not in a all consuming, I'm a butthole kind of power way, but in a, I want to lead something. I want to make a difference. I want to tell you what to do because I feel like at times people are telling us what to do all the time and we don't really necessarily get a say. So that's always been my goal is to be a boss, be a boss, a CEO, a boss or something to that extent now that I've gotten into this field. So I feel like that's kind of one of your main things that you should do and you could take from my lessons learned is find the bits and pieces that you like in your job, whether it's McDonald's, whether it's a telemarketer, whether it's a durable medical equipment company, whether it's uh, uh, Medicare claims, whatever it is, find something that you like about it and feed off of that. Feed off of that. Even if it's temporary to get you through what you need to get through, but feed off of that. And my next lesson learned is at least once in your life, get a career. I can't tell you enough how fulfilling and how it feels to do something that you truly love and passionate about. And that was it. I worked my whole life to do that. Since I was a kid, I wrote this letter I found in my parents' house, actually, story. And it said I wanted to be a profiler, a FBI agent, also want to do a whole bunch of stuff. I was that kid that wanted to do everything in life. And I still would, I still want to, everything I had on my list, I want to do before I die. That is a goal of mine. 
uh, whether it's, you know, uh, I don't think I talked about that, but as an adult or wrote on it, but as an adult, I loved remodeling houses and things like that. It looked very cool. So that's obviously on my list. But crime scene investigation was and I fulfilled that goal. You know, I have different go. I had different writings on that paper that I still have those dreams of wanting to do. And when I, like I said before, I'm a zero to 100 person. And when I decide to put full effort into it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because that's just the type of person I am. I go 100% until it's done. And then once it's done, I'm done with it. And I can say I did it. And I move on to the next grand prize that I that I want to achieve. So I, I really implore you to find a career because it's amazing. And if if you're not in a position financially or anything like that to kind of leave a job that provides everyday needs such as food shelter and things like that and then you have a whole family then i suggest finding hobbies finding hobbies that you love and that you're passionate about whether whether you know if it does have to do with a career that you would have loved to have but you just aren't you just weren't able or aren't able to do that you find a hobby that centers around that. So at least you have some sort of in, some sort of internal fulfillment, which again, I can't speak enough on, but how amazing it is to have that. And those are kind of my main lessons that I've learned over the years, over my 36 years, when it comes to job versus career is find something you love and everything you do if you're in a job have hobbies that you're passionate about if you're in a job. And if you're lucky and blessed enough to be able to have the uh, ability to go and fight for your career, fight for a career, be happy and be grateful and fight for a career at least once in your life. At least have that one job that you said, that one career that you said, I achieved what I've always wanted to achieve. And for me, that was crime scene investigation and I'm grateful for it every single day that I was able to kill that opportunity no pun intended but kill that opportunity and do that for four years because it was amazing it was stressful but it was amazing so where I'm at now is I'm a program manager project manager and do I say I love it every day? No. Do I get tired of it some days? Yes. Am I bored some days? Yes, because I'm used to action. I'm used to action or writing reports all the time or crime scene investigation. And I can't t- I couldn't take that into program management because that's just not the case. The reality is these are two separate careers unless I was to get into program. They have program management of crime scene investigators. I don't know. That's a that's possible. Um But at this time, I don't know that that even exists or how to, you know, make steps into doing that. So that would be I mean, that's an option. But right now I'm taking every step and every day, one day at a time. And I'm enjoying the people around me and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying certain tasks that I get to do within that job to make it enjoyable and not make it where I'm there every day. And I'm just tired and don't want to be there. And I'm just annoyed and angry and moody and different things that come about having jobs that you just wish you did not have to do because there are jobs out there that that I know people are doing that don't want to freaking do it they just don't and I applaud you and the mental fortitude and the strength to do those type of jobs 
is very difficult and very hard. And I see you and I see it because I know it is. And I support you and keep supporting your family, keep supporting having a roof over your head and the food that you can eat and for your family and for yourself and things like that. But I, but I, you got to get a hobby so you won't go crazy. So you won't go crazy. And if you don't know that hobby, you know, try different things when you have time, try different things with your kids, try different things when you're alone, uh, try different things with your friends and see what you like, because you just never know, because not everybody goes to college and not everybody gets a degree. Um, some people go to technical school. I do apply technical school. So if you have the opportunity to go, it's, it's very, a very needed field in a lot of different, uh, you have a lot of different options and that's very not looked upon uh, college and opportunity. But if you never had those opportunities, do try to do different things. If you got in that little time that you have, I know we all have 24 hours in a day, but you can definitely make the most of all the times you have. If you actually calculated the times that you sat at home and watched TV or ate dinner or different things like that, and just sat there, you never know that empty space on, you could be doing something, researching something, reading something because there's libraries out there. Um, and finding something that you might be interested in and something that you might like and find people and do research online. If, if you, if those are tasks are available and if not, when the libraries do back, go back open, ask people that are there, reach out to different people that are there. You know, I'm definitely, I'm an introvert, but at times when there's something that I really want that I talk to different people and see what's out there. And sometimes I don't want to talk to people. And sometimes I research the different things and how to go about fulfilling uh, things that I enjoy and have passionate about. You know, I know this is it. I know it's not easy. I know that some people are scared. Some people are afraid. Some people don't have the resources, but it's something that you will not when the time comes and it's all said and done, you won't regret it. And you won't look back and think that, man, I should have did this. I should have spoke out. I should have uh, practiced this. I should have wrote. I should have did a podcast, for instance. I should have, you know, uh, started a business. I should have went to, you know, nursing school. I should have went to, you know, um, I don't know, a, a dental assistant school. Or I should have, you know, been a, I'm really good with my hands. And I should have been a electrician or things like that. You can do it. You can do it. No one can tell you you cannot do something other than yourself. That's the truth. No one can tell you that you can't do something other than yourself. You are stopping you because that's when I know all of us didn't maybe have parents or anything that implored us. But that's one of the things that I'm grateful to this day that my parents have always done is, oh, you want to do that? Okay, be smart about it. But you can do whatever it is you want to do. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. And guys, that's the show. One thing I say to my friends all the time is no one listens to me. So I hope you listen and I hope you tell others to listen to clueless attempts and tell them to be ready. Until next time.